Samangelo Time is brought to you in part from listeners like you. Thank you. And thank you, and good Sunday evening. It's a Sunday, July 11th, 7-11 today. 7-11 day. Is 7-11, is that a special thing, 7-11 day? Well, I mean, it's 7-11. It's like, you know, get a Slurpee. If we had one. Well, I, I actually was going to say, 7-Eleven celebrating all month. <laughs> uh, the entire month of July in honor of the uh, company's birthday. Observed every year on 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven days when 7-Eleven stores across the nation pay homage to their loyal patrons by offering a free Slurpee to every person who walks through their doors. Awesome. So, But they're doing it the entire month. Oh, that's good. So Because they, because they, they started doing that last year because of COVID. Mm-hmm. You don't want a bunch of people showing up on Seven Eleven, so right. Well, now so they're doing the gives, same thing this year. It gives us quite a few days to find a Seven Eleven. To find a Seven Eleven, exactly. Where's the nearest Seven Eleven? You read my mind. Where isn't there? Didn't you say there was an Urban Dictionary thing? With 7-11? Yeah, I, I I wondered if there was anything about Seven Eleven, not the store, but the date. So I googled, and Urban Dictionary popped up a few things. Okay, so what do you got? Like I say, just a few. Um, well, the first thing it said was a convenience store. Mm-hmm. The next thing it said was a woman of questionable character. Mm. She's a Seven Eleven. Yes, um, and that's exactly what they what they used as an example. Don't date her, dude. She's a Seven Eleven. Mm. Wow. Uh, because I think Seven Elevens aren't they open twenty four seven? Oh, I get it. Okay, now, maybe that's what that means. Huh? I hope that my by me mentioning that nobody thinks I'm a. You're being judgy. If, well, I mean, you know, females empowerment, you know, that kind of thing. I'm just saying that's that's a the Seven Eleven, hmm. according to the Urban Dictionary. Um, and then um, one of them was to make fun of cops. I don't get that. We have a 7-Eleven over at Dunkin' Donuts proceeding to confiscate their powdered bear claws oh, over. Okay, okay. So that's another 7-Eleven. And then the last one, it said 7-Eleven bankruptcy. Oh. Still trying to find out the nearest a Seven Eleven is to us. So, well, there's some in Lansing. Really? Yeah. I that like in Lansing, it seems like there's a quality dairy on every corner. At least there was uh, years ago when I was like in my twenties. I'm pretty sure there's one in Flint. I think I've stopped at one in Flint on the way like to, to Detroit or something like that. So, right. We don't have one here. No. So no free Slurpees for us. No. All right. There you go. All right. So uh, so 7-Eleven day today. I was looking to see if, because 7-Eleven sounds like they'd be lucky numbers. Doesn't that sound like you'd be lucky? Yeah. Yeah, like a gambling thing. Uh, so I was looking to see if we won anything on the Fantasy Five. And it looks like... 7-Eleven uh, or doubles, I think they say. Uh, it looks like we won a dollar on our... Or maybe two dollars on our Fantasy Five today. Hey, so. winner, winner. Winner, winner, a couple bucks, no free Slurpee, so... <laughs> so uh, there you go. All right, so is it uh, time for us to do the news? All right, let's do uh, this. An angel of time. It's time for 
All right, so so this so today might be a shorter show today. I don't know. Um, I'm typing for the news. Um, Sharon has been uh, not feeling well today. I woke up about five o'clock in the morning with such an intense headache. It, Did it, you have a headache this big and it had Excedrin written all over it? Yeah, but then I took Excedrin and it didn't even touch it. Yeah. And so you put some of your magic cream on there, right? Yeah, uh, Dr. Daha uh, prescribed to me before he left for Texas. Um, he prescribed me this cream. It, um, it's a compound mm-hmm. cream, mm-hmm. and it's wonderful. And it helped a lot. Um, yeah. But it never took it all the way away. Yeah, you were in I, bed for quite a bit today. You didn't even go to church with me today. I stayed in bed like all day hmm. and it's finally starting to get better um i have one of those uh uh shepherd hooks you have seen it you know i've tripped million, over plenty of times a million times yeah. i don't know if uh, people listening know what it is it's um some type of medieval uh, torture thing isn't it you can um go on amazon and get one it's like a big plastic it looks like a shepherd hook it's mm-hmm. it's um, got these little balls at different different points of it, and right. then you just you hang on to the hook and mm. you kind of position like one of the balls or whatever into like your pressure point of where it hurts on your body, mm-hmm. and you use leverage to pull on it so you're not like hurting your thumbs trying to like massage yourself mm-hmm. you know so you just kind of use like leverage and you know it pulls on it and and just tries to relax the muscles but that's what it was it was hugely um muscle mm-hmm. muscle pain like and i had told you to take out you have muscle relaxants and you didn't take one but then you did you did take one and it i did later you. i don't know why i didn't even think of it so i took excedrin and um it didn't touch it i used some of the pain cream um, which helped a, a bit. Um, and you leveraged your balls in there and you... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> That's all I got out of that, Shepherd. We're in, we're in seventh grade. All I heard it was leveraging in balls, and I don't know. <laughs> um, that did help a lot, but still, um, you know, it, it made me not feel like throwing up. Well, that's good. But it's still uh, all day. I was I'm I'm when I woke up and you told me that I was surprised and you said you almost woke me up. Usually you wake me up when that something like that happens. Why did you not? I don't know. There was like not much you could do. I was thinking you could put the the pain cream on me. But they always but... say misery loves company, and you know you sounded <laughs> like you're pretty miserable. And yeah, uh, every so often I get uh, like I wake up. It's like I slept wrong or something, mm-hmm. and I'll wake up with. Um, a bad headache, but I mean, it doesn't really happen that often, mm-hmm. but whew, when it does, I am feeling better now, thankfully. Good. And tomorrow you got the day off, so. Yes. Um, yeah, that's nice. Uh, tomorrow we're going to Petoskey. No, oh, I know I'm going. I don't know if you're going, so. You, well, you're still as up long in the as air. I still feel better, I want to go. Okay. I got a doctor's appointment down there. Yeah. What? I like I like going to the doctor appointments. 
usually it's you who goes to the doctor appointments. I'm not going to see doctor, doctor, though. Nah, you're going Because if I was going to see doctor, doctor, I would have told him to give me the news. I'm not going to screw around with that. I'm going to ask him to give me the news. Did we talk about that on the podcast before? I think we did. I think we have talked about doctor, doctor before. Okay, well. Plenty of times. For those who have not heard that, um, I see um, a periodontist. Is that the right? I guess that's what you're seeing. I don't know. You're seeing doctor, doctor. That's all I know. He, um, he has a practice in Petoskey. And I think he's a periodontist. And um, my dentist uh, sent me to see him because I have tenacious tartar. And, um, we, tenacious tartar? That's the, that's the word she used, tenacious. Mm-hmm. And um, so... So you she, have tenacious tea. Yeah, I do. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she sent me to Petoskey to go see um, in the, the, it's called Northern Periodontics. Mm-hmm. And, and the guy who's in charge there is? Doctor. He's, he's a dentist. Michael Doctor. His last name is Doctor, so he's Doctor Doctor. And every time we go, I always ask Sharon to tell him to give her, her the news and she always rolls her eyes at me and says, I'm not going to ask him that. It's not going to be the first time he's ever Who heard Who cares it. me the first time you've asked him? <laughs> it's just like when I worked in the produce department. I think it's, I think it's a disservice to not ask him. I would, if I, my name was Dr. Doctor, I'd want to hear it all the time. I'm going to give you the news. <laughs> I, so I would say, well, Sharon, I'm going to give you the news. Do you want the bad news or the good news first? Doctor, doctor, give me the news. Right. All right. So anyway, um, so but I'm we're going for a doctor's appointment for me. So anyway, I don't know who I'm going to see. Doctor, somebody. Somebody in the pul- pulmonology. Pul- I had things over there. I don't know what the hell his name it's is. Pulmonology. Oh my gosh! It's- I'm a nurse. You'd think I could say these words. You'd think so. The hell did I spend all that money on that education for it? Anyway. Pulmonologist. Yes. So. Um, I don't know what that does, but. It's lungs. All right. So. Marky is a former smoker. He's going to show it, tell everybody everything there. He's just going to keep going. Well, you're a, a former smoker. Yeah. And you had a pulmonary function test mm-hmm. to find out uh, any damage to your lungs. And now you're going to go see a pulmonologist. Mm. Um, and more than likely, you'll get the low-dose CT scan. Um, I already had that. Oh, that's right. You did. Sorry. Uh, I think that's why I'm going. Sorry. Yeah, uh. I got I got mixed up. But I don't have cancer. That's good. No, and that's what this is all about, is just uh, prevention right. from being a former smoker. Right. And I did all that same stuff myself, too, as a former smoker. This is people are falling asleep at this. Nobody gives a crap about this. How do you know? Nobody cares. How do you know? Because you don't. I care. If I didn't care, I wouldn't go. Well, how do you know that somebody listening might have been might not be saying, oh, I'm a former smoker. Oh, maybe. Well, maybe if you are a former smoker, you should, you know, you should definitely get it looked at. So anyway, moving on. 
What else you got in the news? We're in the news here, Toots. Let's go. Um. All right. So Mosa's uh, well, pat me on the foot here. <laughs> she's telling you to calm down. She's clawing my foot. She's saying, "Calm the bleep down, the meow down." Hmm. Um. So last week uh, was the Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. Um, we did the parade last week. Yep, and we also got to hang out with Gary and Jackie. Gary and Jackie Webb are good friends from Nashville. Uh, Jackie uh, grew up here. She's our good friend Mickey's sister. Mm-hmm. And so we got to hang out with them um, on the 4th of July before the parade. It was a lot of fun. We went up to uh, the winery, the 1668 winery, and went up on the uh, deck and up on the uh, rooftop uh, patio there. and. It was had some food. Darn hot day. Had some booze. A darn hot day, and we were on the roof. Yeah, it was all right. They need to it get was more. All they, right. they need to get more umbrellas up there. Yeah, we so we were sitting at this one table first, and there there's was probably about like six or seven tables up there, maybe. And there's one that's got an umbrella. And we were sitting at the other one, and the second those people left, we were like, "All right, let's go." And we got because somebody else was, I think, was making their way towards it when we got there. So, so and that. Remember but that? It, there's that lady that was sitting at the table next to us by herself, and we offered to, you know, do you want to sit on the, the thing with us? And she's like, No, no, I'm fine. You know, so. Well, it was nice, and it was nice to you know catch up a little bit with with them. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the good news, I mean, I, I, I guess it's okay to talk about this. Um, the exciting news is that it sounds like. They might be joining you and I and Mickey and Bruce in New Orleans in February. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Yeah, it'll be fun. They're I, fun. They are fun people. And, mm-hmm. um, well, they must be, you know, it's Mickey's sister. Oh, I thought you said they were going to say they must be because they like to hang out with us. Oh, there you go. See, come on. That's, that's what it is. Why is it got to be about the winters? Can't it be about the San Angelos, too? Come on. It's the San Angelo time, not winter's time. Let them do their own podcast. Yeah. Come on, Mickey and Bruce. Step it up, all right? I'm yeah. just joking. Yeah, Mickey got, um, she's got a, a studio in the garage she could uh, convert to, uh, like, her glass studio. She she really needs to start making some money on that thing. I know. She She's, uh, the, the glass stuff, I know you've got a couple things here. Mm-hmm. Um, that she's made. Freaking amazing what mm-hmm. she can do with broken glass, basically. And she uh, has a kiln, and she melts it and shapes it, and it's, like, amazing the stuff that she makes. Oh, isn't that the, that the snowflake? Isn't that something she made? Yeah. And it's like, you know, I mean, I would be putting that stuff in, like, a gallery and start making some money off of that stuff. Yeah, she does. Like she. Well, we were in a place in Petoskey. Remember, we were in Petoskey um, when we were. You went to see Doctor Doctor the last time, and we went downtown uh, Petoskey, and we went around to some of the shops. And a gal that we know here in the Sioux, uh, Cheryl Stevens, who's a great artist. In fact, she's the one who made the Welcome to the San Angelos uh, little thing that we have out in front there. Mm-hmm. And she used to have a shop here in town. Then she sold it, but now she still does stuff out of her home. And she, there was some some of her jewelry that they're selling in a store in Petoskey. Yes, yes, we both noticed that. Yeah, so I'm just, I guess I'm just saying, 
Mickey could do the same thing. She's been she's been working on that. Okay. Well, good. She should because I, she's very talented, and I think she could make some money on it. So. Yeah, I know she can. I think. Um, I don't think it's. I, I don't think it's that that's standing in her way. Yeah. I think. Um, I think you need a good business plan. Well, and, I think once you start doing it, you got to commit to it, right? You can't just do it as a hobby then. Well, I'm sure she's committed. Well, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. But I'm just saying, if you're doing it as a business, then all of a sudden it's a business. It's no longer a hobby. And then it might not be as fun, right? You know, because then all of a sudden you 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 you're kind of, you know, you need to make stuff so that you can sell it. So right. And I mean, like, I'm just guessing about this business plan thing. Like, I didn't actually speak with her. Is my iPad beeping on the show? No, it's my phone. Sorry. Anyway, um, yeah, so, but, I mean, I think that that, because she is not lacking in talent mm-hmm. at all. No, absolutely not. I think just, you know, getting it seen and getting it mm-hmm. out there is mm-hmm. the problem. All right, what else you got over there? Um, okay, well, um, I don't remember if we mentioned this, but Brandon told us recently mm-hmm. he's getting a promotion, or if he, are you breathing, like, into the microphone? I keep hearing, like, breathing. <laughs> Would you like me to hold my breath? Is that what you? <laughs> I have to breathe. Isn't that part of the plan here? Or? I remember that time you and uh, uh, what's his name, Steve Brosco. You guys were on the air for the I five hundred, and Steve had had a cold or something, and he kept sniffing into the microphone, and I kept being freaked out because I was listening at home, and I kept thinking someone was in the house standing oh. behind me going. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Oh, yeah, that's Steve. Anyway, uh, sorry sorry, my breathing is bothering you. <laughs> anyway, Brandon um, Brandon got uh, a promotion. Yeah, and I don't really know what it is. I don't. I mean, so he keeps saying he's going to have a desk job. Yes, that, a new job came with the promotion, I think. Yeah, so he's basically going to be in charge of his team, it sounds like. Like he's going to be telling them what to do. Is that or, basically or it? managing it somehow? Yeah, like he's going to be the one that's going to be calling the shots. Like instead of going out to investigate whether it's a band of terrorists or a jackrabbit, setting off the alarm, setting off the alarm, he's going to send them out and say, "Hey, you need to go find out if it's a band of terrorists or a jackrabbit." Yeah, I think it's going to be a little more uh, complex than that. But. Uh... Anyway, he sounds pretty excited about it, and I am happy for him. Um, we're both pretty proud of that young man in the Air Force. Yeah, especially considering where he was, you know, before. I mean, you know, you think, go look back about three, four years ago and where he was then. Well, yesterday. And, you and where and, he is now. You and I were talking to him. We were driving home mm-hmm. from downtown, and I was... Um, doing like you were you were driving and i was talking and showing him like because it was a what do you call it like a video chat yeah and i was showing him oh look there's the sulaks and there's the international bridge like yeah he grew up here but you know like don't you miss it and we drove by that one apartment complex and i was like oh look there's that apartment that you know we were hoping that you would get right and then I said to him, like, man, 
you know, what if you still lived here? What if you were still like not in the Air Force? And he made some stupid comment. He made a stupid comment, but the point is, I think he would have found himself very depressed, <laughs> still trying to live. Oh, for sure, yeah. Here oh, yeah. and I agree. just a daily existence. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. So I think he, I think he made the right decision, and I think he realizes he made the right decision. I think he's just trying to, you know, I mean, he's, what, he going to be 26 this year? Yeah. So, you know, so he's still fairly young, and I think he's still, you know, I mean, yesterday when we were talking to him, he spent all day yesterday playing Minecraft. Because <laughs> he know, had the day off. He had the day off. You know, that's what he wanted to do, you know, which is fine. You know, he doesn't have any other responsibilities, so that's that's good. But, you know, I mean, eventually he's going to have to, you know, there'll be times when he decides that, you know, he's going to move in with uh, his gal pal or whatever, whatever he's going to do, and there's going to be uh, less time for Minecraft, you know, and more time for... And less money. Less money, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Amen to that, brother. That's what happens when you grow up and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Sure. What else you got over there? Um, alrighty. Uh, so we figured out what song we're going to do on Dancing with the oh, Stars. Oh, yeah, we, we did. We can't tell you. Oh, I was just going to say. Oh, yeah, we can't say. Dang it. It's a secret until the night of the show. Except for you and me and our and coach, our coach who Erica, we, who we, we told have her. told which song we, we wanted. We informed Erica what song we were doing, and she was excited about it. Yep. Uh, I can tell you that we, there were some songs that we were considering, like uh, I'll tell you the one that we were thinking about was uh, uh, Zoot Suit Riot by uh, Cherry Pop and Daddies. Which would have been... A Such great a song. good song. Well, and the thing is, what we were th- we were sitting there because th- you because there's a Weird Al version of it called Grapefruit Diet. Ooh, <laughs> you can't. Do that. <laughs> I'm gonna get in trouble. Oh my god. So anyway, uh, I think you'd be okay with that. So anyway, <laughs> and I thought it'd be kind of fun to maybe take you know because they're in this. I checked and they're in the same key and they're the same you know tempo and stuff. We could have started out with Zoot Suit Riot, gone into a little bit of Grapefruit Diet, and then back in, you know, and just kind of, I could have edited it together, and it would have been fun. Yes, and I was super excited about that possibility. Until we realized how fast the song is. And and I remember, distinctly remember, um, and this is before even the show that we were in last time, this is just in the practicing phase when we had to put the whole thing together. The last time and we were in Dancing whole, with Stars? Yeah, we were still in the practicing. We were mm-hmm. at Erica's studio, and um, we were putting it all together at right. the at the right speed and mm-hmm. how we were going to dance it in the show. And I had to stop and use my inhaler. Yeah, and, th- and that song was Goody Two Shoes by Adam Ant, and a fast song, but not as fast as Zoot Suit Riot. Right. So we just so that was one of the biggest criteria is that we had to find something that was a fun. But be slower. Yes, but and not we, like, not like a dirge. We're not, you know, we're not like, you know, knocking at death's door here. But what's we, that one like? Ode to Bobby Joe. Ode to Billy Joe. What's that song? The Ode to Billy Joe. That's a dirge, the Tallahassee right? Bridge. Yeah, that's a great. That's a such a good song. I love that song. Oh, I am not criticizing. I'm just saying you can't like 
that's a really slow yeah. song. And God, it's a good song. That's that that is one of the best written songs of all time. Just the way that that song is composed and everything is amazing. It is, and I think now don't oh. don't quote me on this, but I think I read somewhere that that was the B side. Bobby Gentry. I think that was the B side, and there was mm-hmm. some other song, and then. Um, that was meant to be the hit, but people were playing this song on mm-hmm. the B side. That happened. That happened a lot back in the day. So, but yeah, that's a that is a good song. Yeah, but that's not the one we picked. We did not pick that song. It's it's somewhere between Cherry Pop and Daddies and Ode, Ode to, to Billy, Billy Joe. Joe. Somewhere in the, the, that tempo range, right? <laughs> Which pretty much is every song ever made. So, but, but we're both pretty excited about. But the it's song a. We I picked. will tell you, it's a fun song. Very fun. Um, we both like it. It's both kind of in our era, I would say. Oh my God, yes, for sure. You know, so, mm-hmm. and we're going to have some fun with it. We're definitely going to have some fun with it. I wouldn't expect any um, and grandstanding. I think no, and I think that, and and we, we were we went out to uh, to dinner last night to a Wicked Sister, and uh, we're hanging out. At, we always usually if we it's just the two of us. I don't know if we're allowed to say that. We went we to know. Wicked Sister. Okay. If that we know anyone else who might be in the show, well, we're going to be meeting everybody here in a little in a couple of weeks. So, in fact, we're the twenty second is when we're getting our whole get together. I think. Oh, I got to put that down on my new calendar. July twenty. I don't know what the time is. I have to find out. But July twenty second is our get together. We yeah we. I think it's okay to say who's in it, isn't oh, it? I I guess. Look, see my new calendar. Oh. Well, if you don't think we should say anything. Hey, we were talking to another team member that we know of. That may or may not work at May Wicked, or may not work at Wits, Wicked, at Sister, Wicked Sister. Who may have who, hosted the show in the past, but doesn't anymore or whatever. So anyway, um, <laughs> we were talking he, to him. He might be awesome. He is awesome. And um, he's so, but we were talking about, you know, uh, just, you know, have it. I mean, I, you know, we're going to try to, now that we've done it before. I think now we have a better idea of what to expect. Oh, exactly. So, um, and, and we talked about maybe doing some joint fundraising together, So, which I think would be a good idea. You know, who cares? It all goes to the same thing, hospice, which is, you know, everybody, you know, agrees is important. So It is important. Um, my mom passed away at hospice, and, mm-hmm. and um, I was grateful when she was there. I mean, they they took such good care of her and she but, was i mean and she wasn't there for very long but i mean yeah i mean when she was there i mean they took, took, took super care and there's some people that are there for a while to, she didn't have to worry about anything mm-hmm. but they took care of us too yep yeah it was it was it's always interesting you support these charities and everything through different things and then when and a lot of times you know i think of something like the united way who really focuses on a lot of things for uh, for people that don't have a lot of money or whatever so so we don't really benefit from those things directly you know even though you have in the past you got you were part of project backpack you know back in the day when the kids were little and you were a single mom um but you know so so we don't we're not the beneficiaries of some of those uh, of, of some of those programs but when you support a, an agency you know like hospice or the American Cancer Society or something like that and you all of a sudden received the benefit back that you've supported, i.e. hospice, you know, when your mom was there. Exactly. I think it gives you a, a, a fresh perspective on 
why you do Madrigal, why you do um, Dancing with the Stars, why you do any other fundraiser for those organizations, because, you know, you you can see the good that those, you know, and, I, and I'm not saying that other organizations don't do good. They all do good. But I think it gives you, it gives you a fresher perspective when you're actually the one who's received that benefit that other people have done fundraising for so that you could receive that benefit. Right. You know, because right. our hospice is a, is a hospice that you don't have to pay for. It's a hundred percent free. Right. So, and that's that. And I think ours is the only free hospice in the state of Michigan. Is it the whole state? I'm pretty I, sure it's the whole state. I knew it was the only free one in the UP, but I'm pretty sure it's in the whole state. But I mean, I, I, I mean, it may I may be wrong about that. So, but I'm pretty sure it's one of if it's if there's any more, there's not a whole lot more. Right. But um, so for us, uh, like last time we did the dancing, you know, we really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fun. Really had mm-hmm. a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, but this time. I mean, like you said, we know what to expect. Yeah, we've been through the ringer once. We know what to expect, and we know, you know, um, the whole the whole routine and everything. And I mean, well, we don't know the dance routine yet. We haven't learned that yet. <laughs> we haven't started. But I mean, but I mean the the routine as far as you know, you know, the rehearsal and how much you know we need to put into it, which is a lot. And um, but it's fun. I mean, it, I remember you and I enjoyed it the last time because it was a lot of, you know, we get to spend time together, you know, doing stuff. So. Mm-hmm. And this was something that, you know, that we could do together and we could do in the evening and, and right. So. And our coach was super patient. Yeah. Well, that's, and surprisingly, she's going to come back for another kick at the can with us. So, <laughs> so <laughs> but, she's either patient or an idiot. I don't know one or the other, but, but yeah. And as far as fundraising, like, um, we're going to do the best we can sure. and it would be nice to pair up with some of the others. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's supposed to be a competition, right. but at our ages, which we're not old, we're not old. Well, I'm not old. But I just, um, I know that there's some younger dancers. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, again, I'm not going into this to win it. You know, I'm just going into to, to raise some money, raise and- some money, and some awareness. I think is the is is the biggest thing that you know me and my big mouth on the radio, you know, can always, uh, you know lend a you know lend my support to something like this which i uh, firmly believe in like in all the other um charitable things that we support you know that i you know i believe in and i like to give them you know the due that they 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 need and 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 to uh, again put some awareness out there about these fundraisers and other things so that uh so that we can raise a bunch of money for something that you never know when you're going to need it you know but when you need it it's there and you don't have to pay for it and that was a godsend you know when your mom was sick so because we were stressed out there for a while. We were like, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? You know? So. Exactly. All right. What else you got over there in the news? Well, um, last night, you and I went to uh, go to a show, a, a local a local theater production. We went to the uh, Sioux Theater for the first time in God knows when. I don't remember the last time I was in the Sioux Theater. It might have been when you were in um, a music band. For all I know, I can't remember the last time I was in the Sioux Theater. It's been a while, a couple of years at least. Right. Part of the reasons, uh, because of COVID, but part of the reasons because our kids are all grown up and they used to do all these shows. Right. You're actually wearing an Annie shirt. The first show we ever did at the Sioux Theater. It was the first show, and Holly was in it when she was a little girl. She was nine. Mm -hmm. And um, 
the benches that those girls had to sleep on in Annie from 2000 and... She was nine? Yeah, she was nine years old. Was that 2007? How old is she now? She's 23. So, I don't know. I did the math. But anyway, um, the benches that they had built for Annie... Mm -hmm. They're still using them. They were... On the stage last night, I think those benches are never going away. Those, I don't know who built those benches, but they're a tank, and there's a <laughs> bunch of them out there. A bunch of them up there. So she, what would you say, two thousand? She's nine. Now? She, she was, was nine in Annie. So that was fourteen. So two thousand seven. That is correct. Very good. Yeah. Um. So, um. Holly was. Nine years old, one of the little orphans, mm-hmm. and um, then years later, uh, the Sioux Theater did an Annie Junior production, and mm-hmm. Holly was a teenager. Yep, and she got to play Miss Hannigan mm-hmm. in the Annie Junior production. Did a great job in that. And the really cool part was that um, the robe that she wore as Miss Hannigan was the robe that. Uh, Diana, Miss Diana, the dance teacher. Mm-hmm. Wore when she was Miss Hannigan? Yep. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yep. yep. So, yeah. Huh. So, anyway, last night we went to see Frozen Junior. The fun The fun part was is that the the little girl that played, and I don't know, what are this character's names? Who was, was, what was the Faith's character's name? Is that Elsa? Uh, there's Elsa and Anna, I think. Elsa. I think Elsa's the... the the magician or whatever, whatever. I don't know if she's a magician, but she's like she turns things power. powers or whatever. So uh, the little girl's name is Faith. And um, her first show that she did at the Sioux Theater was um, the junior production of uh, Beauty and the Beast, which Holly was in. And that was Faith's first show. And of course, Faith this year graduated from high school. So it's kind of cool that, you know, and she had the big lead in uh, the show. Last night, and did a, and just did a bang up job. Did a fantastic job. So. She has a really powerful voice. She's she's really. She sang that song, the song that I hate to even say out loud what it is. That you were singing along with last night. By the way, I want to point out that you were belting it out there. I wasn't belting it. You were singing it though. Not in the audience. That's rude to do to other audience members. They encouraged everybody to sing, and you were singing. Oh, that was, Oh, that—that's at the ovation part. Oh, yeah. I mean, they told everyone to sing it. Yeah. But yeah, it sticks in your head. It's not a bad song. It's a good song. Um, and Faith did an amazing job. She was very good at it. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it was cool to do that. We went there after we went to uh, the Wicked Sister last night. And then um, we're going to talk about what we did before that. Yes. We we spent the whole day yesterday. I'll let you tell. So so, uh, Sharon and I, a few months ago, decided that we wanted to buy some handguns. And a lot of it's just because um, we have friends that have handguns. Right, and we've been talking about it for a long time. We've been talking time. about it for a long time. It so, wasn't a split-second decision. No, we, no, it wasn't like all of a sudden, oh, I need a handgun. Let's no. buy a gun. <laughs> no, we, we've talked about it for quite a while, and we finally decided this year to do that. So we did. So we bought it, you know, I think we have three. So not, they were not armed to the teeth or anything no, like that. And, you know? and we didn't buy them all at the same time. We bought no. them one at a time. One at a time, and we bought them all locally from our... Uh, 
our friend Terry at Leeds Sports Center. Which is now called Heritage Outdoors. Right. And uh, Terry and Brian, great guys and really, uh, really very helpful in, in helping us purchase them. Well, we, had, we bought them. Knowledgeable, very knowledgeable. So we bought them, but we hadn't shot them yet. So, yeah. and Plus, we, it's hard to buy ammunition. So we've had a tough time buying ammunition. So we have a couple nine mils and a, and a, and a 38. And uh, so we finally, and we decided we also wanted to go get our uh, uh, concealed carry license. Right. But nobody ever has any information. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, I know a guy. Right. Or here's a guy's name. Mm-hmm. But um, it showed up on Facebook that there was a CPL class at the uh, Chippewa County Shooting Association. Right. And I hadn't seen that. Um, our friend Christine, mm-hmm. she messaged me and, and she was like, hey, Weren't you guys interested in taking a class? Mm-hmm. So she pointed it out to me. Thank mm-hmm. you very much, Christine. So so we went yesterday and took our CPL class. It was an all-day training, and it was uh, from 8 in the morning until about 6 o'clock at night. And um, we we were the only people there <laughs> taking the class that had never shot our guns before. I mean, you and I have never sh- – I've never shot a handgun in my life. Have you? Not a handgun. I know um, you've shot. Uh, yeah, I've shot a shotgun before, before. Um, and I know that you had a brief stint. A very brief stint. Very brief stint in the army, where you shot. I don't know how well you or how much of that you did, but the M sixteen. Yeah. Did you shoot it much? Not really. And you weren't very good at it. I right? wasn't very. That's why I was. That's why my stint in the army was so brief. I was unable to get. You have to, like, get some sort of a qualification. Mm-hmm. I got zero qualification. Like, I couldn't I couldn't shoot the stupid thing. And they wouldn't give you just, like, a desk job, right? You, you, everybody has to be able to shoot a... To pass basic training, you had to be able to get something. And there, shoot, hit something. Like, For um, God's sakes, Fredrickson hit something. Marksman, sharpshooter, yeah. you know, those kinds of... And I couldn't... I couldn't... Um, so you were honorably discharged from the army. Um, flash forward to 2021 and, um, part of the class that we took yesterday was on the range using our guns and shooting targets. And they did a lot of explaining, you know, there's a little bit of classwork beforehand then we went to shoot, then there was classwork afterwards, but the shooting was obviously the most fun part because again, you and I was like, Okay, what's it going to be like to shoot these guns? We were a little nervous about it, you know. And they didn't even say anything until like we were already down on the range, and we're all like listening to. You the guys instructor. have all shot your guns before, right? Sharon and I are like, uh, no, we've never shot a handgun in like, our lives. They're like anybody who's never shot a gun. Sharon, Sharon and I are like, <laughs> we're uh, both like, uh, can we still stick around here? But and so we were the only ones that hadn't so. Um, so that was fine. So they, no, they, they were like, oh, okay, was, we'll give you some extra attention. They, which um, Sharon got certainly extra attention from a, uh, a, uh, a gentleman there at the old range who was, uh, just kind of took you under his wing and just thought you were the cutest thing in the world. And We don't know that he thought I was cute. Oh, he was. So, so. He uh, was. He said he was trying to help me gain oh, he was trying confidence. To, oh, he was, he was trying. So the funny thing is that, you know, we would shoot, you know, so we would put in like, uh, and first of all, I guess you started with your 38. Yeah. And uh, they said, eh, you probably want to, you want to try this. Why don't you try my gun? The guy said. Well, because the, even though the 38 is a smaller gun, mm-hmm. 
had a lot of kick to it. It has a lot of kick. And they're like, oh, do you really want to start with that gun? But it wasn't just the one guy. Right. A, a few couple people of, well, were like. There were, there were several guys huddled around you, I noticed. Yeah. And so they they had me shoot the thirty eight, mm-hmm. which was our gun. Mm-hmm. And um, they're like, yeah, see how like after. You, and, and that was the first shot like I had shot. Ever. Basically. <laughs> and and it went like, and my hand was like, boom, like, but I had both, I had two hands on the, mm-hmm. on the gun, but I definitely felt that kickback, but I didn't know what to compare it to. Right. So the guy pulled out his, uh, nine millimeter and said, why don't you shoot my gun? Right. Mm-hmm. And, um. I think it was a Ruger. I don't know. So. I don't know, but I think that's what it said on the handle. Okay. So anyway, he gave you his gun to shoot. Even though you had your own nine millimeter that we hadn't pulled out yet, so right, and his had these special little sights on it and everything, which were like red and green, mm-hmm. to kind of help you line it up on the target, right? Yeah, and it worked really good. It worked really good because we were under a, a canopy, uh-huh. and so we were kind of in the shade, but the um, the targets were in the sunshine, mm-hmm. and so like we had to like line up our sights and. You didn't have the red and the green. You right. just had to kind of look in the darkness, and I think uh-huh. you had your sunglasses on. Um, so long story, which is really long here because we haven't even taken a break and we're 20 minutes to an hour. Oh, that's good. <laughs> um, is that um, if we ever have a home invasion, Sharon's going to be the one that's going to defend the house, not me, because <laughs> she, hit so, she, she hit like bullseyes. And I was lucky to get like three shots on the target. I don't know where the hell my bullets were going. <laughs> I have no clue. In fact, I think if I because I looked at the card where they had the, the the target thing was in the middle there, and then they had this big piece of cardboard. And I guess if a a a, a burglar or somebody came into our house, I'd blow his junk off. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe this maybe this is the wrong term to use there. Uh, I'd shoot his junk off. Um, uh, because all of mine were kind of low, you know, off of the target there. So, well, I've the thing I find ironic is that I couldn't make a, a sharpshooter. You, you, you couldn't make a, a shot to save your life in the army, but uh, and, and it was embarrassing because I looked at everybody else's targets and everybody, everybody had all these great groupings and stuff. And Sharon actually had shot a couple bullets through bullets she, bullet she's already made, and I'm like. I'm the worst person here. I was so embarrassed. I was like, and, the, and then to make it worse, so like, so we had to, so we had like, okay, put one. I had, I thought I was being smart. The night before, we'd got some ammunition. I loaded up the magazines, you know, so I didn't look like a moron. Which was not an easy task. Not an easy task. And they said, oh, you need to unload those magazines there, Mister San Angelo. So I got to, great. So I got to take them off. So I put one bullet in. Okay, well, I put one bullet in. Yeah. You know, so. So what am I doing? I'm standing next to Sharon, and I'm looking next to her, and her little buddy pal there is is Phil. Oh, I'll put the bullets in your magazine for you, there, honey. Oh, no problem. I'll load them up for you. Oh, what the <laughs> hell? Where's my guy filling my thing? I mean, they're basically handing everything to you, and you're just they're, they're just oh, honey. Oh, he kept patting you on the back. And, oh, you know you're doing good over there. I'm like that dude was totally flirting with you, man. Holy smokes. And it wasn't even, he wasn't even trying to hide it. Hey, I'm just going to say, 
I'm kind of grateful that I did not have to feed my own magazine because that looked harder than... Hey, so, so now you're going to expect me to do it for you, huh? Well, you have one of those... Uh, speed loaders. Speed loaders, yes. For, for my gun. I don't have it for your gun. Okay, well... I need to practice. It's not as it's not as hard. As, I I got. I guess I was glad I got to do it yesterday again because, again, just like not shooting a gun, I'd never loaded a magazine until then. So, um, so it was a little easier as I as I was doing it. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, your and your nine millimeters much easier. Magazine is much easier to load than mine, by the way. And then, um, the but the guy gave us a good uh, hint that uh, Brian down at heritage uh-huh. um he can help us get those little glow-in-the-dark well, the guy, sites there the guy said that we could order them off of amazon and then brian can um get them put on put on for us oh, okay all right well i don't know what to order but i guess uh, maybe you could call up your buddy and ask him what he got on there so did he give you his number he did not <laughs> <laughs> One of, one of the one of the times that it's that it's I guess a benefit to be a woman, and you really milked it all the way to the bank there, didn't you? Huh? <laughs> no, I I was very grateful. I did not have to put the bullets into the magazine because the uh, the the gentleman that part was of the reason why me, part of the reason why we decided you were going to do the thirty eight because you saw me struggling with them the night before, and you're thinking. I said, well, why don't you just shoot your thirty-eight? I mean, you just open up the barrel, you pop them in. I mean, how, how hard is that? You know, you could have done that. But then all of a sudden, you know, 17 guys are helping you out there. and I think that was an exaggeration. I don't know. But anyway. so But it was fun. It but we was passed. fun. We both passed. We passed. Mm-hmm. We were both afraid at different times during the day that we were going to fail. I don't know that you can fail. I, I, after we did it, I don't think that you could have failed, but... So I don't know, but we both got really good marks on our on our tests. I thought we only had one test, but apparently, well, I think the shooting was part of the test. But then you and then there was there was a test, and then there was another test at the end. And and I was so tired; I was falling asleep. It was so warm in there. I was dozing off. It was warm. Thank, thankfully, they have those uh, ceiling fans because mm-hmm. that was very helpful. But anyway, so it was a really good uh, day. Yeah, it was a good experience for sure. So, and I, and we'll, uh, you know, we'll uh, probably go to because we signed up to be members of the shooting association. So at least we can go out every once in a while and at least shoot them and just right. I mean, just to to do that. And I know Brandon's excited to come and shoot with us right. when he comes home. So, and I do want to practice with, um, you know, the both of both of the guns just mm-hmm. because because I you know really only did my shooting with that that guy's gun, mm-hmm. but. Uh, you should know your you own. You should call him up. You should call him up, and maybe he can come and help you load up your other gun. So, yeah. <laughs> it was so funny to watch that guy. He was all about you. He was. He was very nice. He 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 was super nice. Very nice and very encouraging to you. And he was. I kept hearing. And honestly, Look at, there you go. You're doing it there, honey. Look at you. You got I, it. I honestly, I appreciated the guy very much. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. I very, I, hey. I 
very I would appreciate it if you helped me too, you know. But I also felt a little bad <laughs> for, for me. <laughs> I did. I was thinking, oh my gosh. Oh, there's my poor husband struggling over there. <laughs> must suck to be him, you know, because here I am. I've got an army then, of people helping me here. The instructor's walking up to you. What's the matter? What? It won't shoot. What? What's the matter? Oh, you got the safety on. Oh, you got the safety on, you dumbass. <laughs> Uh, it was a fun day, but I did feel bad for you. Yeah. All right. Well, we should uh, take a break. I thought this episode was going to be pretty short this yeah. week, but um, and you just have learned that we have the gift to gab. So that's why we're going to be stars. We are okay. We're going to be podcasting stars. Did you say we have to do a thousand of these before we become famous? Well, um, that's what I heard. I heard that you just keep going and keep going and don't give up. Wow. Okay. Don't give up your daydreams and don't give up your day job. All right. We'll be back here in just a bit on San Angelo time. Are you over the age of 70? Do you worry about paying for your medications? Are you afraid of big corporations taking advantage of you? Well, worry no more. With Eagle Life, you can now get your medications delivered. Rest easy with Eagle Life. Eagle Life won't take advantage of you. We don't want your money. We just want you to be safe because we're ethical and we're good. Do you have any questions? Dial 5505504455. Again, that's 5505504455 Eagle Life because the other guys don't care and will bludgeon old people to death if it means making money. Live with us. Whether you're listening to us on Podbean or Apple Podcasts, we really appreciate your time with us. Thanks for listening to San Angelo Time. All right, we're back here on San Angelo Time. It's a kind of a late start to the show here where it's a, my gosh, it's ten. It's quarter after 10 already. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like I said, I just, I just, I was miserable today. When I just uh, had I, a headache all day. And I, after I went to church, I had to go to work uh, for a little bit. Then I had to go mow the lawn here. Then I had to mow the lawn in Brimley. And so... Come home, make dinner. See, that's why you were so excited to have that guy taking care of you. You're so used to having somebody take care of you here at home. So, I appreciate you. Yeah. I definitely do, but I wasn't faking anything. <laughs> I, I'm not saying you were. I wasn't suggesting you were. I know you You didn't feel good, so. Okay. So, um, can I t- uh, just, we're going to do our Finding Happiness if anyone can believe it, yeah, Holly, we, Holly sent us something. We actually have a, a, a apparently a five part series from Holly. Yes. For uh, should we do the intro? Well, not yet. Okay. Not yet. I just wanted to uh, pre preload <laughs> prequel this. Okay. Um, I just wanted to say um, so these um, finding happiness. Um, it's a five-part series, and um, I think what she's planning is to just give her story first before she actually. So they're they're just quick little they're quick little snippets of mm-hmm. her story, right? Um, and there's going to be. At least I know the first one's quick. 
I haven't listened to the other ones, so. Okay. Well, I'm just guessing that the rest of them will be, too. Mm -hmm. Um, So once we get her story, then I think that, you know, I think she just wants to have everyone know, like, why she feels qualified to at least at least help people out sure you know mm-hmm. give a listening ear or, mm-hmm. or a helping hand all right so without so. further ado Since I'm going to be doing a few of these at a time, I want to use this segment to help tell my story of how I was able to find happiness. It hasn't been easy, and I'll probably gloss over some stuff to make it easier on the listeners, but I think it'll still get my point across. I remember being a very anxious child. I was constantly fixated on something, usually death. I was always worried that my parents had been in a car accident if they didn't answer the phone or if they came home later than I expected. I was always convinced I had something wrong with me medically, and I had some notable hypochondria as a result. I was also known to get so anxious before performing that I would get sick, or my voice would quiver as I sang. These are just a few examples, but I remember being a very shy, anxious kid. I remember first starting to feel depressed right after I graduated high school. I should have been excited to go to college, but I didn't have a good summer, and I was just ready to get out of there. I went to work, hung out with friends, and went to play rehearsal in the meantime. I got drunk for the first time that summer. When August rolled around, I moved into a tiny, hot dorm room at Butler University in Indianapolis. Things got a little better once I had a change of scenery. All right, so that's uh, episode one. Yeah, it was uh, pretty short. And honestly, um, I didn't know uh, about any of that. Right. Yeah, I, I was surprised when she said that she was always afraid that we were in a car accident when she didn't hear from us. You know. So you would think that when we don't hear from her that she would be like, you know. Sometimes I tell her, like, if I don't hear from her, like, if I reach out a few times and then hear nothing back from her, mm-hmm. I'll reach out again and I'll be like, Holly, I'm worried about you. Right. And then she, you know, she's you know, right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. You know. Right. So yeah, I didn't I didn't know any of that stuff. Right. Well, I, I think it you know, so we find a little bit about the person and then um they say after the five weeks of uh, this, then um that's how she'll you'll understand her story and then maybe understand why, you know, she can find happiness in certain things. So Yeah. And that's why we're so proud of her too. Because For sure. she's she's been through so much. And uh-huh. as her parents, I feel like we've been through so much, but we're, she's the one. Well, know. she's been through it, you know, directly and everything. A lot of these things directly, and we kind of indirectly have, have dealt with them and everything, even though, you know, she is our kid. And we, I mean, I guess it's directly that we've, but it's not like Ben started, you know, she's the first one that's had to deal with it. So Exactly. So, so there you go. Very good. So what do you want to do now? Um, well, um, what are you, what are we watching? You want to go into that right now? Or do you want to take a break? No, we got to go into it. Like, look at my baby. All right. Get this crazy man off the streets. The other thing was so short. All right. That's fine. I I don't know. I'm just, your show. Tell me. I'm just, I'm just your monkey pushing buttons over here. I said, yeah. And you're like, huh? 
Huh? Is that what I was? <laughs> well, I haven't been laying on my ass all day doing nothing and everything, so I'm all... Is that passive aggressive when I said that? And now it's time <laughs> for I'm sorry. What are we watching? So, what are we watching? <laughs> oh, we, we did just watch something. We actually be- just watched something before we came on the show. Yeah. The latest episode of Kevin Can Fuck Himself. Bleep himself. You can say fuck. Hey, we can't we can't play music, but it's our podcast. If we want to say fuck, we can say fuck. Fuck. So Kevin can fuck himself. Kevin. Um. So uh, and there's only apparently two episodes left in this season. They showed that there. So uh, I know it's like only two episodes left. So you gotta wonder. I mean, it, is Kevin gonna get? Well, I was wondering that too, and um, honestly, I don't want to give away too much because people no, haven't watched it yet. So. No. But if what we were wondering, um, then wouldn't they have to change the name of the show? Kevin's fucked. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm just saying this show. We fucked up Kevin. This show is really good. And um, I know, you know, like they started off with the whole laugh track and the the um sitcom wife and you know mm-hmm. the long suffering sitcom wife that's what right. the show's about right um but what happens to her when she's not on camera yeah right but this is a good show and i could honestly care less about the sitcom stuff well and um and a lot of people i think are probably cuz i i a lot of people have been like dissing the show i guess um it's like why don't you just divorce the guy she already said you know, where's she gonna go? What's she gonna do? Like, what's she gonna do after she? Uh, you can't really say. Yeah. You know. So I don't know. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see. But it's a good show. It is. I I like the show. So it's really in a, a twisted direction. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 pretty weird show. Um. We also speaking of weird show, we're also uh, caught up on uh, Why Women Kill season two. Yeah, but we have to watch that. At least the second half of the episode, because right. we both fell asleep. Right. And we also have to rewatch uh, the latest episode of Loki, because we both fell asleep watching right. that. So. But let's get back to Why Women Kill. Okay, Why Women Kill. That show is a delicious, fun... It's 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 very... It's, you know, it's very... Tantalizing. It's, it's got a lot of different twists and turns to it, you know. So there's a lot of different, th- you know, things going on in this show. There's a lot, you know, which is, I guess, why it's a good, such a good show. Season one and season, season one two are completely different, completely different shows. But I guess, but I guess the, the what it's with the title "Why Women Kill." I mean, every woman has a different reason why they kill. You know, whether it's in 1949 or 1986 or whatever, and. So this woman who lives in 1949 has a very 1949 reason to kill, yes. which might not be the same in 1999 or you know 2019 or whatever. So exactly, so. exactly. But it's so good and and um, well, it's and, just fun. In the first uh-huh. season was so fun, yeah. And this season is so fun, even though it's a mm-hmm. completely different story. And then uh, Loki's uh, getting kind of crazy too, so. I was not super impressed with Loki last night, but by the end, well, I shouldn't say the end of the episode because we both fell asleep, but um, by the end of 
when I felt like it was getting towards the end, it was starting to make more sense. Right. Is there anything else you've watched that um, I haven't watched with you or whatever? Because there is something I've been watching that you haven't watched. No, I... I uh, look up what it's called here. I haven't watched anything without you. Anything that you'd be interested in. I think in you'd anyway. be interested in this, um, and I'd be happy to re-watch it. Um, it's a documentary called uh, This Is Pop. It's done by Banger Films. It's the same company that did the uh, the Rush documentary and some of the other uh, rock documentaries that we've seen or whatever. Um, and it's looking at different um, areas of pop music and everything. So. What network? Huh? What it's on, network? It's on Netflix. So okay. it's, a do- it's a documentary series on Netflix. So, um, and they're just hour long. And I've been watching them. And I've been. I just. I like. Sometimes I like to watch something or have something playing while I'm doing logs at, at work or whatever. So. Oh, this looks like it'd be kind of cool. So I started watching it, and so I think the first. So ep- you're watching it on your phone while you're yeah, I'm watching. Work. It. Yeah, but I'd watch it. I'd watch it again. But it, you know, it's talked about like you know country pop, and it's talked about um, um. They called. They had an episode called the Stockholm Syndrome and everything, which kind of talked about ABBA and how there's so many different pop songs, which I didn't realize, all are all kind of tied back to um, um producers and and people from sweden and everything so and people like a lot you you'd be shocked that the number of hit songs of today have come through some producer or some music writer from sweden uh, for whatever reason that just reminded me of that movie we watched with will ferrell there was oh yeah like the a- eurovision thing yeah remember they had the song thing yeah yeah because remember abba that's how ABBA became ABBA because they were on the Euro Eurovision um, song contest or whatever, and they won it back in 1974. And they talk about that in this show, so it's pretty interesting. I think you'd like it, so I'd watch it. I, I'm not done watching it, so I'd go back and watch from the beginning with you. So no, I would definitely be interested in that. It's fun. It's kind of cool. It's um, you know, it talks about um, like T Pain and um, auto tuning and stuff. So, so what's T Pain? T Pain's an artist. Oh, I don't... He's a rapper? No, that... You know what auto-tuning is, right? Where they... Didn't um, Peter Frampton do that? It's a dip, that's, a dip, that's a vocoder. So they, and they talk about the difference between the auto-tune and the vocoder. So, yes. So, but yes, uh, Peter, Peter Frampton used a, uh, uh, a vocoder, so... Which is just a tube that goes through the thing and you use your mouth to shape the sounds... And you can use it through a guitar. He used it through a guitar, but you can use it through a keyboard or whatever. You can use it through whatever mm-hmm. to to use your mouth to shape this. Whereas uh, auto tuning is actually a uh, um, a digital computerized thing that will make you, even if you are singing out of tune, will make you sing in tune. So oh man, so <laughs> I need that. So it's pretty cool. So um, so that's that was kind of a neat episode. So, but yeah. So I think you, I think you'd enjoy that. It's called a, "This Is Pop" on Netflix. So, this is pop. This is pop. Mm-hmm. Not the same as hop on pop. Not not the same as hop on pop. No, is that one of the ones that got banned? I don't think so. All right, I don't think so either. Doctor Seuss. Uh, so that's uh, other than that, I don't think we've really watched anything else. So no, um. Things are starting to get a little busier, and we're starting to get a little more tired. 
Yeah. And pretty soon things are going to really, I mean. Um, we might have to uh, retire the what are we watching uh, through the summer. Oh, I'm sure we will find time to watch stuff and everything. So, Well, there might be some weeks that we're just not going to talk about TV or maybe in- entertainment. Be talking about weddings here pretty soon, man. Start stacking up here pretty soon. I know. A couple weeks. I know. I'm I'm pretty excited about it. Um last year, well, last year you didn't have very many weddings at five. all. Yeah, I had five last year. But I didn't really the year before go to that many of them with you. I get tired easy, but I think um I think it would be a good idea. You can try to go to some this year? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm trying to learn to help you. Next one's on. I told you if you'd learn how to DJ, you could do. We. Could. I don't want to be a DJ. Why not? You make it sound like it's a bad thing. Oh yeah, like all eyes on on me. Nobody's watching. Nobody's looking at me. No, I mean like to introduce the bride and groom and their whole wedding party, and sometimes you gotta like make a. Make a game of who gets to go to the Oh, speaking of which, my next first. wedding, I got to do the shoe game. So, you know I, what the shoe game is? I don't think I know the shoe game. So, I'll, I'll explain the shoe game to you later. We're running a little late. So, unless you want to know now. You want to know now? Well, what if everybody else. So, the shoe game is a wedding, as a, as a thing. So, um, so the uh, bride and groom sit back to back to each other. And they exchange a shoe. So the groom now has one of the bride's shoes, and the bride has one of the groom's shoes, and then they take their other shoe. So they have one of each shoe in their hand, the bride's shoe and the groom's shoe. And so you ask a question like, so uh, who is the, the messiest person of, of uh, between uh, Mark and Sharon? And you would either lift up the bride's shoe if you thought it was the bride's shoe or the groom's shoe, and it's just... And nobody else, everybody else can see the responses, but the bride and groom can't see the responses, so... So, so it's, it's kind of a funny thing, and you do about twenty questions. And the the couple, the next couple that I have here in a couple of weeks wants to do the shoe game. So okay, that'll be fun. Yeah, I've done the shoe game a few times. So yeah, uh-huh. yeah, but no, I mean, ouch, ouch! My mouse is petting me. <laughs> She's petting me. No, I don't really want to. I I guess I'd have to learn how to use the equipment. Well, if you come out and that's you have to crawl before you walk. But I walk before you run. I don't really want to be a wedding DJ. Okay, well, then I fine. don't mind hiding behind your shadow. <laughs> in your shadow, make you sound like I cast a big shadow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fat ass. Yeah, you know, hang by your shadow, there, Chucky. Speaking of Chunky, Chunky's petting me. Yeah, Chubb's down there? Yeah, she's a big girl. She is. She's our, what would they say at the vet? How much does she weigh? 19 pounds. She's a big girl. Mm-hmm. She's all about that base. No treble. Mm-mm, not with her. Well, what do you say, mister? You done? Mm-hmm. You had enough of this today? All right, well, we can uh, let's get to the thing here and the thing here and the thing. Right I want to say thanks to Holly Ann. Yeah, thanks to Holly Ann for uh, for doing a finding happiness, and we'll have a, we know we still get the four more of those, so that's good. Yeah, and I mean we're really really proud of for sure. how she's coming through. Oh yeah, all of this. Mm-hmm. 
All right, folks, we'll have a good week, and we will see you next Sunday, hopefully a little bit earlier than it is right now. But It's time for bed. We're sorry to see you go. Why don't you join us again next week? We post an Angela time every single Sunday, and we do sure hope we can see you again. Thanks for listening to San Angelo Time.